<laughs> you have to go over, you have to read it with the cursor. And it goes to a wet when it strikes it, boom, it automatically a, a, secret. a secret a secret message. Yeah, yeah. So uh, cool this past week, uh, we had the uh, world religions class from OSU. Oh yeah, you told yeah, one me of the, about one that. One of the professors, like one of the professors uh, there this week was Christianity. So homecoming is literally homecoming. Welcome home, um, and it's all about uh, Christianity. So one two days, I got to walk them up and like you know like tell, start them at the sidewalk and explain to them. You the said church. like hundreds of students. I think it was like two two hundred fifty. That's college, amazing. Two hundred fifty freshmen slash sophomores. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Were there any Catholics in the group? Maybe a couple I here mean, and there. That and some some people some Catholics, some Catholics never that you've not seen. Right, yeah. right, and yeah, it was just it was really beautiful to we know uh, who you are. <laughs> You can't hide. You smell like beef and cheese. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. Lots of, lots of good stuff there. That's and just so to, be, you know, to teach them about, um, you know, I started out the front with Aristotle. Like, if it doesn't come through the senses, it's never in the mind. Of like how you have to see things through your eyes, your ears, smell things, taste things. Um, like, if you do not have, if you're not, col- if, you, if you don't have all the color spectrum, if you're colorblind, then you can't see certain colors. And it's like, you can't tell people about certain can't things. fully engage the world. Right. So there was actually a, a, one of the students who, uh, on one of the days, who was uh, blue colorblind. And I asked everybody, what color is that bag? And everybody in the room said, blue. And he I said, said and I said, brown. anybody colorblind? And he said, I am. I said, what color is that bag? And he goes, blue. And I said, what color is this bag? And he's like, grayish something. Yeah, so it was really cool. I was actually able to talk to them about good work, you know, man. You know the um, one one of my favorite things, like when I when I was a satellite engineer and studying electronics, and I love circuits, and I love that the brain is a circuit. I mean, it's just like it's just a wiring diagram, and uh, and I said to them, there's there's three ways to help induce Alzheimer's or to make your brain less effective, and they are the following: do the same thing every day. If you do the same thing every day. That's good or bad? That's bad. Oh. Because your brain sort of sets a routine and it begins a path, a neuropathway. The second thing to do is stare at an electronic device, a computer, your cell phone. That's good. That, that is also, Father O'Brien, that's a terrible idea. Oh. If you stare at it because then your, your, your brain gets addicted to that light. Oh. And then the third one is to enjoy the TikTok algorithms or the algorithms of social media because what they do is they feed you the same thing. So I gave them the example. If you like, if you're really into like cats jumping through fiery hoops, it's going to find all the cats jumping through fiery Taylor hoops. Taylor Swift. If you're interested in Taylor Swift and Kansas City Chiefs baseball or football, <laughs> or you're interested in watching the Houston Astros cry, that's also an algorithm that you can watch. Father O'Brien knows everything about that. We're still the defending world champs. We're still we're still world champions until the Rangers slash Phillies slash Diamondbacks win. Yeah, yeah. But the good thing about the Astros losing is that now for the next you know <laughs> ten days I will go to bed at a regular time. Well, as opposed to eleven p.m., which is my norm when the Astros are in the playoffs. Okay, so you're saying what I should do is at the same time each day look at my phone. Yeah, and then get hooked on TikTok. 
And so what I told Look them is TikTok like talk at the same time every day. Uh-huh. Uh, so and what I told them is, is to noted. So do, do start doing things different. And that's why we made this building the way it is because it's, it's designed to make, make people engage it every day in a different way. Okay. So speaking of that, you know, you mentioned kind of the senses. Mm-hmm. This is actually a very good, a very good segue, Ooh, whoa, whoa. Which, which immediately by mentioning that it's a segue makes it not a good segue. <laughs> However, however, <laughs> we, I was just thinking of like segues and like, if you type of that into TikTok, oh. like segue accidents, what you would find. My, I was on a segue in Atlanta, Georgia. My, my dad and I went to the final four in Atlanta, 2008, seven, maybe. Anyway, we were on segues and we're moving all around the city. We're on a tour. And at one point, my dad like fell off a curb. And did he crash? Yeah. Himself? And you're like, if you're on a Segway, you're up high. And so when you like, you go down, you go down. Oh, yeah. Also, speaking of that, my dad is going to be on the show. What? My dad is coming to Stillwater, and I'm going to interview him on our show. Stay Maddie. tuned. Stay tuned. Maddie, you better study up on the theology. I really, I really want to ask him. I really want to talk to him about either like life Catholic life in Boston growing up. In Southie? He didn't grow up in Southie. He grew up in Somerville. Oh. Or Slumaville. <laughs> Dorchester. Uh, and, but I also want to talk to him about... Um, so my parents were in their mid-20s when Vatican II happened. Oh, hello. Wouldn't that be so interesting? Yeah. Just And I've never really talked to him about it. A little, I get little pieces here and there of like before and after, you know? Yeah. Okay. Growing, you know, anyway, so that we're going to do that. Okay, so back to our, our smooth segue. You were talking about giving this tour to college students and like, and like the use of senses, okay? Uh-huh. And really, in Catholicism, we've talked about this before, Catholicism is a very sensual religion. Sense-filled. Right? We use smell and touch and taste and hear and, you know, we use all the senses in the course of a, of a celebration of the Mass. So what is the deal with angels? What do you mean? God created them, dude. So angels, okay, so this is, so somebody had asked earlier a couple weeks ago, they said, can you guys do a show about angels? Okay. And being the responsive pastors that we are, I said yes. Oh. And here we are. So angels, we're going to dispel some myths about angels. So one thing, just a basic definition of angels. So angels are created, you just said. Yep. Created by God. Created by God. What else do we know about angels? Um, there is a, um, they have a, de- a na- there's a definition of them. They're, they're not just like, there's so, so there's origin, angels. Angels are given the free choice to serve God or not to serve God. Uh, some, some theologians would say that's Genesis chapter one, when God separates the light from the darkness. He separates the good angels from the bad angels, those who are going to serve him and those are, who are not. Angels are not of equal power of God. Sometimes we think of like evil angels, the dark angels, like Satan and Lucifer and all those. Um, yeah, Jesus, the, Jesus, and and Satan are not equals. Jesus is God. The Father is God. The yep. Holy Spirit is God. Satan is a created being. Yeah. So angels, again, right there, what you got it is, um, he they're created by God, and they're created actually for service. 
So you just, just the word angels. Yeah, yeah. So the word angels is mess it, like a mess means messenger. Yeah, exactly. So the word angelos or evangelists is also the same root word. Ooh, so nice. Angels, evangelists, angelos, same root word. They're they're here to deliver messages. But then, as we know from the feast of the archangels, that the some of the angels also have they have their names mean things. Uh, Tell and, us. and so they have specific roles. So each you of named the, your bells after them. I did. Um, yeah. So there's like the arch, archangels. So there's even even within the angels, there's like a hierarchy. Yeah. Uh, the hierarchy of angels, because sometimes we think like, whoa, the you know, like the archangels are way up there, but that's not true. So one thing, what what made me this this uh, now five minute segue, uh, you're giving the Torah for these students and you're showing yep. them all the things, the beautiful things at St. John's to look at. Uh huh. But angels don't have bodies, um, so they are what they is don't. what is called are non corporeal beings. Uh huh. There you go. Uh, they do. They are. They are body bodiless. Uh huh. So. That's a, that's just an interesting thing about how angels and humans are are very different. Um, I think it was Padre <laughs> Pio or maybe Maximilian Colby who said, you know, there would only there's a <coughs> y'all right there. I'm good. There's only one reason why angels would ever be jealous of humans, uh-huh. and that and is that we get to receive Holy Communion. Wow, I've always liked that. That's a that's a good one. Okay, so what the first? I just got. I want to get this out of the way. There's a lot of misconceptions about angels. The first one is that people become angels <laughs> when, when, they, when they die. Now, I know what people are getting at. Yeah. But we just, let's just be clear. Humans and angels are different. Angels don't become humans, and humans don't become angels. True. Ever. Right. Ever. So when you're when you're when grandma dies and you say, God just needed an angel and now he has it, I get what you're saying. That you want your you're you're thinking about grandma in heaven. Um, but grandma did not become an angel. <laughs> you hear it more yeah, so yeah, more right. so, just you know, tragically, <clears throat> when when like a child, when a child dies, or when like in, a, in the case of a miscarriage, you uh-huh. know, and 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 that's tra- it's it's tragic, and but it's a, hu- a human, a human being has died, and that human being, now I mean that soul, the soul of that human being lives for eternity, but that human being does not become mm-hmm. an angel. I want to just get that out. I think that is Thank the you. number one. Misconception. The other misconception, is I would you, say, do you get touched by an angel? Like um, they come down and they poke yeah, you in the forehead. All, all angels look like Michael Landon. <laughs> um, you can uh, for you college kids who might be listening, you're gonna have to Google Michael Landon. <laughs> he was a handsome man, right? Am I right? Touched by an angel. There was a show back in the '80s. I think it came on after Murder She Wrote. Uh, Anyway, the other the other I think misconception about angels. This is specifically about your like your guardian angel, is that somehow like your guardian angel like exists to, like fulfill all of your desires. Right. Like it's like a it's like a butler. It's like a butler. 
I, at one point in time, I was, this is on the Feast of the Guardian Angels. Uh, you know, um, I have a buddy who's an exorcist and he loaned me a book on angels. Oh. And there was a whole section on it. And I was sitting in his chapel at his house and there was the book. And I was like, what is this thing? And I started reading it. And it was a whole section about like why angels exist. And so it was probably three or 400 pages written by a priest named Father Chad Ripperger, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Father Chad Ripperger. We know him. Yeah, he used to be here in Tulsa. Okay, so continue with so your anyway, just that, angel that, that So the way, I've, the way I've heard it expressed is that guardian angels are not here to like execute our wishes, <laughs> but rather to achieve God's desires for us. Yep. To help us make what make us what want what God wants. Yeah, to help okay. us along the way. To help us, but not like, oh, I really want an ice cream. And then pow. Guardian Angel, get... where are you? Where's the where's the ice cream stand? I'll believe in God if he brings me an ice Bring cream. Bring me an ice cream truck. <laughs> I need a Choco Taco. <laughs> Drumstick. <laughs> Bomb pop. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, so that's, that's, I think, is important to know about angels. Um, how many angels are there? Well, that, I mean, there's, there's obviously the guardian angels for each person who has ever been created. Yeah. Alive. That's amazing. Yeah, so everyone's got a guardian angel. And then, so that's seven billion in the, world, <laughs> in the world right now. That's right. And then there's the nine choirs of angels. Oh. Which... I love in the mass when it's 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 at the end of the preface, as we go into the Sanctus, the Holy Holy, and it says, you know, with with angels and archangels, thrones and dominions, cherubim and seraphim, cherubim and seraphim sing in endless praise. Yeah, yeah. Sanctus, I, and off I, we go. I, I like that about the just you know about that that line because that really tells us what is going on around us because. The cherubim and the seraphim, I think it's the cherubim, if I can remember correctly. The cherubim are called, are balls of fire, the fiery ones. And those are the ones from like uh, the prophet Isaiah, when Isaiah's lips get burnt. Someone asked like, well, what's heaven like? I said, well, interesting, it's, it's going to be hot. And they said, what do you mean it's going to be hot? hot? I thought hell was hot. Well, I mean, the cherubim, you ready? Are on fire. And what I learned about physics and mechanical engineering is this. If something is hot and it goes to pick up something that is hot, it's either a higher or lower temperature than the other thing. And it says that the cherubim, which is a ball of fire, goes over to the altar of God with a set of tongs to grab the coal off the altar of God. So if a fiery thing is grabbing something to pick it up, that means the object that it's picking up is hotter than itself. And there's a heat transfer differential between the two that it's trying to create so it doesn't damage itself. And it grabs the coal and brings it over and sticks it to Isaiah's lips. So Isaiah's lips get burnt with something that's like, I don't know, what's the opposite of zero degrees Kelvin? Uh, the it's sun, like the physics <laughs> of angels. It's incinerating his mouth. It's so hot. Wow! And that, like the altar of God is like that, and that's what the cherub does. But then the, uh, also like the, like the seraphim, because the seraphim they're they're like I think they're called the um, like the wisdom of God. That their job is to 
is to meditate on God's wisdom, to look upon um, heaven. Because I think they're broken up, in, if I remember correctly, into the groups of three, three, six, nine. There's, um, and then the archangels are way down at the bottom. But that doesn't mean they're chump angels. They're pretty solid dudes themselves. Or may, I read du- from the ca- may I read from the catechism? Oh, please, go ahead. May, may I speak now? Uh, yes, you may. Just I'll just sit over here and read a card <laughs> from the University of Kansas so, St. Lawrence Center. They came and visited us. I know. Rock chalk. Dear Father Kerry, you're so much better than Father O'Brien. Peace. Pe- pe- happy April Fools. <laughs> okay. So this is a Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraph 328. On the existence of it. There's a lot in the catechism. I'm not going to read it all. The existence of the spiritual non-corporeal beings that sacred scripture usually calls angels, is a truth of faith. Okay. Truth of faith. That's not, so not that, phony baloney. Yeah, this is not uh, optional. Uh-huh. If you're a Catholic, you say, I'm a Catholic, but I don't believe in angels. Nope. <laughs> the witness of scripture is as clear as the unanimity of tradition. So Ezekiel, in both, Isaiah, in all Revelation. over scripture, all over the sacred tradition, there are angels. Um, and then I love this. This is paragraph 329. St. Augustine, so St. Augustine's writing in the 4th century, he says, angel is the name of their office, not of their nature. What does that mean? Um, What they're doing rather than who they are. Yes. Being versus doing. Yeah, you and I have the nature of human being. But you can do, you know, yeah, you can be super active or super lazy, you know. If you seek the name of their nature, it is spirit. If you seek the name of their office, it is angel from what they are. Anyway, that's really cool. That's really, really cool. So they are, angels are, um, they are messengers. Yeah, yeah, they're messengers. You know, I was talking On behalf to, of God. I was talking to Deacon Harrison Garlic one day. Okay, and good, I think we good were, choice. We may be out hunting or something like that or having a whiskey. or talk, but, but the fact is we were talking about the faith. And... We were discussing um, angels, and he, he gave this really cool line, which I never really thought of. And he said, and I'm, I'm a, uh, he, his language is much more precise than mine. And he said something like this, that angels are pure reason. Oh. That we as human beings have what's this like discursive thought where we have to walk through something. Like we have to learn how to use a computer or we see chopsticks we have to learn how to figure them out. How does this thing work? You know, like those puzzles with like a cryptogram of some sorts. He said, angels are pure reason in that they see things and they know how it works just by looking at it because they do not have that, uh, um, the obstacle in front of them, which is this discovery of the process of how something, they look at a jet engine and they know how it works. Wow, and I thought that was really cool because, you know, I never, I never thought of angels. Uh, they don't have an obstacle to learning. They they look at God and they see God and they know, and He reveals more to them and more to them and more to them, and they know. And there's no object. So w- what I love about one of the things of heaven is, is that you know we're not going to become angels. Yet Jesus says, I think it's in Matthew and Mark's gospel. He says they will. He says in the end they will be like angels. Because there is no marriage or giving in marriage in heaven that, you know, every, every angel is a single lady in heaven or a single dude. I'm a single lady. I'm a single lady. All right. Uh, here's paragraph 330. 
As purely spiritual creatures, angels have intelligence and will. Oh, hello. So they can choose. Hello. That's where when we say like that there are fallen angels. Yep. It's not because God made them fall. It's because they had the will yep. and they chose. They have an intellect. Yep. And they, they have know will. what they're choosing and yep. they chose it. Yep. And thus they were kicked out. Um, they are personal and immortal creatures surpassing in perfection all visible creatures as the splendor of their glory bears witness. So surpassing in perfection all visible creatures. This is how Father Healy put it. He was talking to our uh, high school kids last year, and he said the difference between angels and humans is like the difference between humans and a plant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Go on. They're all create all created <clears throat> beings, if you will. Mm-hmm. And when we think like, oh my gosh, but look at that plant. Like humans are so much better than plants. Yeah. That's angels to humans. I love that. I'm gonna you you know what? When he gets back from Spain, yeah, uh, off the Camino de Santiago, he's praying for us right now. But I think I'm gonna razz him. I think he's probably sleeping. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna razz him up and just and during dinner on a Thursday night, I'm gonna bring up like I'm gonna bring up something about angels and just say something totally heretical and see how he responds. We have found we have found Father Healy's weakness and it's lying. Uh, we he's such a uh, we love him and he's such a he just loves like the truth and he loves the faith so much. If anyone, like he can't help it. And I love it about him. If you say something kind of that's a little off, <laughs> he has to like correct it or like insert. I'm going to say something like, it's really great that angels have a will. I can't wait to become no an angel. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to die and then become an angel. I, I don't know if I want to. And then I'll be reincarnated <laughs> as a. You I'm know, not gonna go that as a far. Plant. That's just oh. ridiculous. Yeah, like oh, you know, I, we were just talking about how angels, yeah, have have such great intellects, but like such dull wills. They have no will. They no don't will. even know what they're doing. They're just bossed around by God. And then you'll hear like a you know, his fork will hit the <laughs> the knife drawer. Will he'll open. stand. He'll stand up and denounce. <laughs> anyway, so in the catechism, so yeah. this is something that's interesting. You know, I think one thing we you know we say in the creed every Sunday. Um, I believe in all things visible and invisible. Uh-huh. So a- angels are a big part <clears throat> of that invisible world. Yeah, both d- d- both holy angels and also and demonic the fallen, and, and the demonic fallen, and evil and the angels. angels. So there's a lot here um, in the in the catechism. I mean, so it's paragraph. 328. Just, hey, why don't you start reading and then I'll fall asleep through, and you can wake me up. Through three, because well, the show's almost over. Oh, is it really? 328 to 354. Whoa. Is all about angels. It's so interesting. Are you just The down? hierarchy of creatures. Um, each, each creature possesses its own particular goodness and perfection. Oh. That's so interesting. Angels have been present since creation and throughout the history of salvation. I knew that. <clears throat> so we see them all over the place. <clears throat> but even like at the end of funerals, you know, we sing the, the in paradisium. Uh, uh, what? You know, may angels, you don't do funerals. May 
like may angels lead you into paradise, you know? So like angels, even, even after we die, like we pray that the holy angels would, would lead the deceased person, you know, to like, to the gates of heaven and beautiful. Yeah. May angels, may, you know, may angels lead you into paradise. Sing it for us. No, please don't. Yeah. Okay, so let's give the people some reading if they want. Uh, I mean, okay. cate- yeah, catechism, catechism is rocking. Catechism. Um, um, also, uh, Doctor, the guy from Boston College, Peter Kreeft. Doctor Peter Kreeft has alma mater. Yeah, he has a book on angels and demons. Great to great to learn some of that. There's also uh, a book by Dan Brown called Angels and Demons. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't don't, <laughs> don't get that. The Peter- guy who wrote the Da Vinci Code, he wrote a book called Angels uh, and Demons. Don't read that. Don't read that. Um, Thomas Aquinas. Yeah. Covers in the in the Summa. Yeah. Uh, he's all over. He has one of, one of the questions is called whether men are taken up into the angelic orders. And the answer is? I mean, it's a long thing, but basically, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, another Dominican, uh, Father Gregory Pines. Father Gregory Pines, singular? Uh, yeah. Oh, so he, no, Pines. He's got a podcast. Oh. Father Gregory Pines podcast. Oh, is really? that right? Is that Does right? He? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He's got a podcast called God's Planning, and he does oh, one on there, there on like on um, angels. On yeah, angels. the Dominicans. The Dominicans. Yeah. He's a brilliantly comical guy. We, we, Father Carrie and I to the Dominicans are like human beings to plants. <laughs> we're <laughs> we're so. <laughs> we just we're just trying to take care of our people, you know, out here in the parish and yeah. Um, anyway, the angels, it's super, super interesting, but there are a lot of misconceptions. Um, one of the things I love, for example, like in scripture, anytime an angel shows up, they have to say like, don't be afraid. Yeah. I've always cool? wondered like, what are, what do the angels look like? You know, it's not like a chubby baby, you know, <laughs> frightening fire. So there's a lot there. Check out the catechism. Start at paragraph 328 and work your way through. It's just like three, three, four pages. Well worth your time. Not going to be an angel. But you are not going to be an angel. Stop <laughs> saying that. All right. Go Pokes. Peace.